You're now tuned in to the Iron Man podcast. You got your host, Dre, here, and I'm joined with my co host, my wonderful, amazing son, Isaiah. What's going on, son? How you doing, Dad? Good. You know what I love about technology? You know what I love what? that we can meet up every week like this and do this podcast, and we're not even in the same state. Not even in the same state. It's great. We get all the benefits of each other's company without having to be near each other. Yeah, it's you great. know. Yeah, because I've smelled your farts. It's not. That's right. Not the best. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. So, joking. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where's your Where's your uh your mug? I got my uh. I know you got we one don't of these too. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> every Tuesday we got to use ours. Mm. Yeah. I'll do that. So. I have my uh this this guy is one awesome dad. My co teacher from two years ago gave me that mug for Christmas. Mm. Yeah, man. So, uh, speaking of teaching, um, and and you being a father now, both of us are in positions. Well, and I've been a father for at least twenty three years. Long time. Um, both of us are in positions where we got little people looking at us and doing what we do. Mm. Bro, we got we got a lot of pressure on our shoulders. You know that, right? Yeah. We got little people that literally watch us and do what we do, say what we say, act like how we la- act, and and uh, it's, it's 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 a heavy burden to bear, you know. But as a man, that's a burden that we should welcome. That's a that's a burden that we should be like, you know what? I'm ready for the challenge. I'm ready for the task. I need. I have a legacy that I want to leave behind. And part of that legacy is how I model for the people that look up to me, the young people that look up to me. So like today's topic is all about us being role models and and men being role models, because actually that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be role models. We're supposed to be examples to people. And we're just going to discuss a couple of scriptures today and just have a conversation about what it means to be a role model and, and why is it important for us to be role models like what do you think about that son like being a role model like is that something that you think about at all and if you do how does it make you feel um thanks to you i don't think the pressure is nowhere near as intense now i think i dealt with a lot of that when i was coming up in the house and you always taught me and um, nana always taught me that regardless of where you are um you're a role model and regardless of who's around you, you're a role model. Someone's always watching. Always. Forget being just a man, but also a Christian. That's kind of like layers to it. And so that pressure has kind of been on, I think, my shoulders. And I've dealt with that pressure since I was young because you instilled in me at a young age that that's something I need to be conscious about. Even if so, you didn't like it. <laughs> even if I didn't like it, yeah. Even yeah. if I feel like I got the short end of the straw out of the three of us. Yeah. It, it was necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. necessary yeah and i think that that's something that we sometimes don't think about like even even in your position when you were younger you were the older brother hmm. and whether you liked it or not you had two little men a little boys looking at you as a role model and you didn't even ask for it remember a couple of years ago charles barkley when he was popular younger fit he was a beast in the nba that's a long time ago a long time ago <laughs> Uh, he, a commercial came out uh, and he, he talked about not being anybody's role model. Right. Mm. Him and, and um, Derek Coleman. 
about not being anyone's role model. But the problem with that is if you're in a position that people look up to you, whether you ask for it or not, you're called to be a role model. As mm. Christian men, it's not even like something that we ask for. We don't ask God, make me a role model. If you're a Christian male and you are mature in any sense of the word, you are automatically a role model. God puts you in place to be a role model for the young people coming up behind you. It's not optional. <laughs> it's not optional. Mm. All right. And that's a mantle that every man should bear, especially if they're looking to have kids, looking to be a husband, looking to be anything. Mm. You need to be a role model. That's why it's, it's difficult for these rappers to, to consider that. These rappers will take money from people, but not want to be their role model. Like, mm, you just want to use people? Come on. Yeah. Like, we got we got to think about it like that. Like, young y y y rapper, you are a role model whether you ask for it or not. And the second you wanted to be in the limelight and you wanted to be famous, you asked to be a role model. Okay? Mm -hmm. it, it, there is no one without the other. But in the church, among Christian men, if you are a believer in Christ and you are a follower of Christ, you are an imitator of Christ and you got to imitate, imitate Christ in all ways. Christ was an example. Christ was a role model. And even Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. So we're all called to be role models, whether you like it or not, mm. whether you like it or not. And real men will take up that mantle, take up that responsibility and, and, and be the best role models they can be, right? And we have a couple of things we want to talk about today. One of the first things we want to talk about is uh, living an upright life, for us to be positive male role models to people in general, specifically young men. We have to live our lives upright or to the, the, the best of our ability, right? Like the, right. The, the scripture says, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that they... So that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God in the day of visitation. So keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. All right. When how you behave, how you act, make sure it's honorable, because even if people speak up against you, they will see your good works and will glorify God, even if it's on the day that he returns. That's what the scripture is saying. Right? We're called to live our life where our conduct is pleasing to God, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why is that others may see our good deeds and do what? Glorify God, even if it's on the day of visitation, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we're called to live upright lives to the best of our ability. Like Isaiah, no one's perfect. Right. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yep. Doesn't mean that we can't try our hardest to be um, as upright as we can be for God's glory. Because there's some people, and, and here's the thing that a lot of men struggle with, and that's pride. They pull, they put on this sense of self righteousness as if they have earned position in God, as if that they can right. they can achieve salvation on their own. Part of being a a person that is living an upright life, understanding that the reason why we're able to live an upright life is because of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, right? And if that's the case, God is meant to get all the glory through our upright living. Not so that people see us and point us out as godly people, but so that when people see us, they look at God and say, look at the amazing work.
God is doing in their life. Let me please God and worship God and not worship man, you know? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a very deep stigma or un upright seems to be a very difficult word for some people to swallow or mm -hmm. comprehend. Um, and like you said, that to be upright doesn't mean to be without sin. Um, I think from my experience to be an upright man or a big part of being upright is to be open and transparent when you do fall short and of your shortcomings. In Proverbs 24, 16, the righteous man falls down seven times, but gets back up. Uh, men that are role models aren't necessarily um, perfect men. They're just men that are quick to say, I'm sorry, and that are quick to repent. And so that is a very, uh, I think, important part. And upright is just, it's just, it, 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 it so positionally we're made righteous experientially we're being made righteous and so for those who don't understand what that means basically because of what jesus did on the cross and because what he is in our lives we're able to um say that we're made righteous not because of anything that we did but because of what jesus did on our behalf and so that's why men were able to be righteous and say confidently that we are righteous, even though we're not perfect. And remember, and I also, like, if, if I may add, uh, the reason why we want to see righteousness is because of the last part of that verse. The last part of that verse says mm. that they may see your good deeds and glorify God. That's it. That's it. Like, that's our, right. that's our that's motive. It. That's our goal. Like, we want God glorified. And if God can get glorified yeah. through our good deeds. Yeah. Let's get Amen. it. Let's get it. I'm going to do whatever I can, all the good I can, so that God gets the glory. That means my life is going to be honorable. It's going to be upright. It's going to be upright. And I'm going to pursue right. an upright life. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going to open up the Facebook so that I could, um, if anybody chats, we can interact with them on Facebook. Yeah. And if you're watching on Facebook, Thank you so much for watching live with us. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for watching on YouTube. If yes, you, you are watching on um, or listening on any of the podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, wherever, thank you. Greatly appreciate you being here and listening to the Iron Men Podcast. All right. We got five people watching right now. Hey, to the five people watching, what's going on? All right. We got to get this growing. So if you guys can do us a favor, share this out. Share this out on your Facebook, YouTube, wherever. Share this out. And uh, let's grow this uh, Iron Man podcast community. All right? Get you guys with that air horn. All right. So uh, as a role model, right, for others, as representations of Christ and ambassadors of Christ, we should try to live our best to, to, have an, to live an upright life. Next, an example of doing good, which is an extension of this, right? The Bible says, and I'm going to open up the scripture right now for you guys to see so we can read it. The Bible says in Titus 2, 7 and 8, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned 
so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of what? Good works. And in your teaching, show dignity, show integrity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. The good deeds thing is a very big thing in the eyes of God. Now, let me just preface this. Good deeds does not make us saved. And we are not saved by our works. We are saved by faith. However, our good deeds will point others to know who Christ is. Okay? Our role model, our modeling of good work will point people to Christ. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Like true mm-hmm. Iron Man mm-hmm. look to to point people to Christ. And a lot of times it's a matter of how we are living and the good de- deeds that we're doing, in addition to what we, we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And preaching Christ. That's what it's about. Like that's sort of like the 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 fullness of of being a, 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 an Iron Man, right? To mm-hmm. allow our good works to glorify God among people. And as we do that, we share the gospel with them so that they know what it is that is causing us and motivating us to do this good work. You know, show mm-hmm. yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech. That's deep. It's, like a, it's, it's a matter yeah. of both. Like both having to be there for somebody to be a true example of doing good. You know? Right. Yeah, I think it's difficult though. Like, what do you think about this whole doing good thing, and and never having the opportunity to turn off? Mm. And what do you think about that? To turn like, off doing good, like, because at any yeah. moment, right? Like, your 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 testimony can be questioned. At any yeah. moment, your testimony can be questioned. You can be caught at a low moment. Right where, right. Um, an example would be, look like um, you go to the store and you don't have enough money in your account, and mm. you're embarrassed and you're feeling shame, and your card mm. is declined, right? And you're ready to like just show how angry you are, right? And not realizing that three people behind you is somebody from church. You know, mm. like you can't really turn off this. Like you have to be able to be willing to show good work all the time or fight to show good work all yeah. the time. Like, what do you think about that? I think about that all the time. It's as soon as I leave my house or I go to work, um, it's, it, it really is on my mind. It's, it, it's, I think, I think it's a, a responsibility that all Christians, true, true believers share. Um, yeah, that's that's that that's that's something where before I leave the house, before I'm I'm walking into um, on the outside, I make sure that um, my heart's in the right place and that I'm I'm in the right mindset so that I'm not caught lacking in that situation. And 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 when I am, um, I'm just I'm waiting for another opportunity for me to 
um, do not just move on to the next good thing and not allow myself to feel condemnation, uh, which doesn't come yeah. from the Lord, um, and to feel uh, shame. And just and again, going back to just being being vulnerable and being open, especially if you have a relationship with the person is behind you in line, and you know them, be like you know, man, I lo- I lost my head there. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, I, it was I've, I've had a stressful day, um, and I think uh, it allows people to see that you're not you're you're a human being mm-hmm. also. Yeah, it reminds me of a time when um I was uh, when I was a youth pastor at CPC, and I had a really bad toothache. Really bad thing. Oh, I remember that. Like it was bad. I remember. And yeah. you know, Pastor Andre, who's usually very nice and cordial and happy to see everybody. Um, Pastor Andre didn't want to see nobody. He didn't want to be bothered. Right. Uh, I even told uh, one of my leaders at the time, like, "Why are you talking to me? Just leave me alone." Like, I, and this isn't like me. Like, just leave me alone, please. Like, get away. Thank you. Oh, like it, it was like I had a really bad <laughs> time. Right. Yeah. It, it's like the only thing you could yeah. think about. Yeah. The pain. yeah. Yeah. But even then, like, um, at that specific moment, considering, right. I had a toothache. It was really bad, but it was hard because at that point, my testimony isn't about glorifying God. Also focus on the pain. And if I had a different type of people around me who didn't understand that, okay, this isn't really who Andre is. If I, if somebody, if there was a young person that was there for the first time, they would probably say, I'm never coming mm-hmm. back to youth group here. Because this youth pastor is crazy. He's mean. And they don't they wouldn't mm-hmm. consider that, you know, Pastor Andre has a really bad toothache and he just can't be around people right now, but he has to be at the church, <laughs> you know? But um, right. yeah, so sometimes it feels like we can't turn it off. Um, the truth is, um, no one's perfect, and we're all gonna be put in situations where um we slip up. And I think what you said was key. Admitting to it and saying, because this is also an example of doing good. All right. You know what? I lost my head there. Like I, 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 I let, you know, my, my flesh get the best of me. I apologize. Like, um, you know what you, maybe I can use your help in the future. Like I don't really struggle with this that often, but, um, apparently uh, I can struggle with it. So, um, my brother in the faith, my sister in the faith, please, um, hold me accountable and, and help me with, with overcoming this part that is causing others not to see God's good work through me Mm, Mm. that's iron that's like that's sharpening like that hurts because now you got to swallow your pride because you know what happens a lot of time Mm. when christians get caught out there they get embarrassed that they got caught out there and they become even more proud and prideful and not want to humiliate themselves and humble themselves to say sorry my bad right I think the worst place for me to be, and I feel horrible about it, is when I'm angry and I know that I'm doing something wrong, and then I have someone else like, like, kind of be like, "Yeah, man, that person was a jerk." And then, like, now we're both getting in this back and forth, like, who can be more miserable? Yeah. Thing, like, that is when I, I'm like, that. I think that's when I feel the worst because I'm causing someone else yeah. to stumble. Like my anger is encouraging your anger and now we're angry together. And this isn't, that's not helpful for anybody. I think that's why it's important to have good people in your life, Uh, bad company, corrupt, good morals, having good people in your life where, um, you know, when you are in a situation where you're caught off guard and the works that you're doing isn't necessarily good and it's not really giving glory to God. That's when we have the right people in our life to say, you know what? You slipped up, bro. Um, 
Yeah. You know what? That person may be a jerk, but you didn't, you weren't the most um, model-esque believer in that situation either. And you no, know, I'm not here to talk yeah. about what they did wrong. I'm here to talk about what you did wrong because I'm here to sharpen you, my brother. All right. And the next time you right. need to give God the glory in this situation, don't be a pushover. All right. But make sure that your testimony right. is in Christ and it's representing him well. That's eight. Yeah. If, if I may add something there before we move on to the next topic, it's 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 really hip right now to do things for social media. It's like it's like really big. It'd be like people um, like, hey, I hey, I got this bag of food here and uh, I'm about to feed this homeless person. <laughs> I I I I hate that. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's 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 rampant. It's it's uh it's something that's that's going on. Uh and I'm really happy. Nana said this to me so many times. I can't tell you dad how many times Nana told this to me. But Nana was like, um a man of integrity does things when no one's watching. Like if you're the same person you are when you walk out the house in front of your coworkers, you are when the doors close and you're yeah. by yourself, that's yeah. integrity. And a man of integrity doesn't do things for the gram. He does things yeah. for God. And I think um, real quick, uh, Matthew 6, 2. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So that's it's it 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 is those who do things for the applause of others. The applause is all they're gonna get. That's that that's their reward. But when you do things and you do it in silence, the Lord sees that, um, and and uh, and He will bless yeah. you when no one knows. That's something that so. we all would, would benefit from hearing often. You know, like whatever we do, if it's for God to get the glory, that person that's being ministered to is get, going to give God the glory. Everybody else that's doing it for in the gram will be giving you the glory and you have your reward. Yeah, that's it. It's deep. The next one, look to leaders for your example. Here's the thing. Mm. Uh, I Yesterday, I, I posted up a video on my other YouTube channel, Harrison Family Vlogs, about how... um. Uh, there's a lot of young men in their 20s and early 30s who are coming out with um, curriculum for manhood. And uh, they themselves didn't have models to look up to. So they are, they are sort of teaching this toxic idea of what it means to be a man, what it means to be masculine. And uh, some men may be eating us up. And I think that we do it, uh, ourselves a disservice if we are looking to grow up and become a man and not have men, not have men in our lives that we can look up to. Now, I didn't grow up with my father, but when I got to church, um, I was studying, studying the men in the church, how they acted in the church, how they acted with their wives, how they acted with their kids. You know, I studied them, like studied. Uh, learning from them. Like some of them were my mentors and didn't even know they were my mentors. Some did know, <laughs> but um, we got to look to our leaders. Like the Bible says here in uh, Hebrews 13, seven, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you, the word of God, consider their outcome of their way of their of life and imitate their faith. 
and imitate their faith. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Come on, like this is deep. We young bulls, young bull elephants need all the bull elephants to show them what it means to be a man. And the Bible says here, like the Bible speaks of, of being a role model in so many different occasions. So many different occasions. Be an example. Remember, and this one says, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God and consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Right. And it doesn't say, you know, trust every man that, that tells you something. It says, consider the outcome of their way of life. If their outcome yeah. is a matter of them looking to give glory to God, that is a good leader you need to glean from. All right. And then once you realize that, once you have considered the outcome of the way of life, if they are living their life uprightly, if they are showing that they are a person of integrity, even if they fall short, if they show that they can bounce back and repent and um, give God the glory through it and then serve people through it. That's a person whose faith you should imitate. All right. Because they are showing young men the way they are being positive role models for them. Remember your leaders. Mm. So what do you say? You have a young man. That's like, that's like Mr. Andre. I don't feel like I have any mentors, or any men that I can look up to even in my church, what would you say to that person? Um, I would say to, to consider the outcome of the way of, of life of the men in their church. Um, there's gotta be somebody. And if not, if I have the space to, to take them under my wing, I would certainly try to, because um, if, if he's asking that, that means he's crying out and he wants to know what it means to be a man. He wants that, yeah. you know? And I think that that's something that, they have to consider the Bible says here, consider the outcome of the way of life. And if there aren't any role models in the spaces that you fellowship in, it's not bad for you to go and look for fellowships where you could find that, that mentoring type of relationship. It's important. This is about your faith as well. All right. And I always believe that you should always have people that know more than you and people that know less than you in your sphere of influence. It's gotta be both. Gotta be both. You know, <laughs> I mean, some, like when I'm 99, I don't know what will happen then, but I'm hoping I can learn from somebody then too. You know, I'm hoping I can give knowledge to somebody as well. You know, mm. that's how knowledge should be passed yeah. on. That's how mentorship should be passed on. Remember your leaders. Those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. That's huge. You're not in this all by yourself, people. And don't think that you're in this faith as a lone ranger and that you can only listen to Christ because Christ is the only one that's authorized to speak to you. Chill. Humble yourself. <laughs> Humble yourself, young man. The Bible says, remember your leaders. Those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life. And if they're upright, if they're doing their thing, if they're representing Christ well, imitate their faith. Okay? All right, and that takes humility. 
Love it. Love any thoughts? Any any Love thoughts? It. No, yeah. I think that's that's um that that really just I think that's very self-explanatory. That's just really I think um and those who are feel I, I don't I don't know. I think I think there's a lack of um men who um always feel like they're too busy or they don't know where to start with a mentor. You know, like you know, if you're watching, you know, and you are, I don't know, I don't want to put an age limit on it. You know, let's say you have to be this age to have a to have a mentoree. But uh, you know, if you if you're someone who's been a believer for a long time and you're on meat, you know, so to speak, and you are um someone who loves the Lord and you have young men around you, you're more than welcome to reach out to these young men, you know, and be like, you know, you don't have to say, like, hey, you want a mentor? You know, it's like, you know, you go up to them, be like, how are you doing? You know, um, is there anything you need prayer for? You know, is there anything you're going through? Do you need any help with anything? Is there any need I can meet in your life? Um, uh, because I've seen, you know, plenty of times I've been to too many churches and I've just seen, you know, older men where it's like the older men hang with the older men, the younger men hang with the younger men. And there's no cross, nothing. There's no communication. There's so much information. Those those young people that the old people can complain are complaining about. You could be that person that can help put some wisdom in their life, so they wouldn't make so many foolish decisions. You know, you, sh- you shouldn't be an observer. You should really be active in these young these young men's lives. Definitely agree. That's deep. Somewhere. So. Yep. All right, man. So, uh, next next uh, topic is a uh, oh, next this no, no topic next bullet point is training up children in word and in action. Woo! Isaiah, Isaiah can probably testify to this, that parents aren't perfect. Not about himself, no. but about his parents. Isaiah, Isaiah can definitely yeah. testify that parents aren't perfect because he has two parents who are right. not perfect. <laughs> right? Sure. Right? But um, even in that, man, Iron Man, we are called to train up our children in the way that they should go. Proverbs 22 6 is a very popular scripture that a lot of people revert back to when it comes to raising children. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, I thank God for Isaiah. Yeah, thank God that for my co-host because um he's doing his thing as a as a man of God, you know. Um and uh, you know, like I, by no means am I perfect, and did I do everything right? Um, one thing I try to do is, you know, show them what it means to be a Christian, and then try to, you know, instill that in them. Um, and hopefully, when they get older, they will make the choice to serve God themselves. Um, I don't, I don't come from the school of thought that um, just because you were born with Christian parents that you are automatically Christian. Uh, yeah, being oh, yeah. born into a Christian family or Christian parents. Uh, does not substitute Christ's work on the cross. That has to be first. So if my children do not accept that Christ died on the cross, if they don't believe in his heart that he was raised from the dead, right? Then me being a Christian, his their mother being a Christian or however, it doesn't really matter. So we train up our children in the way they should go and how they should live. How, how And we do that by a couple of ways. We don't just talk to them about what they should do. Because children, fathers, will do 
what you do, not necessarily what you say. Okay. Sometimes you get in a situation where I'm an adult, I can do this, you can't because you're a child. The child's like, why? I want to be just like you. So why can't I do what you do? Right? All right. Yeah. Things I think that's why I also think of, of, of Jesus and how he says, um, uh to have like a childlike faith, right? Like for such is the kingdom of, of heaven, right? You have ch- yeah. faith like a child for such, right? Uh, we get older and we think we can do what we want. Or we can do what we want, but we want our kids to grow up to be, you know, to do what we tell them to do because what we tell them to do necessarily may be the right thing, but what they're going to wind up doing is exactly what they see us doing. Right. Exactly what they see us doing. So when we train up a child in the way that he or she should go, we're doing it in word and we're doing it in action. The two and two go hand in hand. It's just like that age old argument about faith and works. Faith without works is dead. All right. You need faith to get saved. You need works to, sh- to, to point people to Christ. They work hand in hand. You teach your, your children the way to go with your mouth. You show them the way to go with your actions. That's how we train up children in a word and in action. Take a sip of my ginger tea. No coffee tonight. No coffee tonight. Yeah. Too late. I was up late last night. I'm gonna try to go to sleep at a decent hour tonight. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I think that as Iron Man, we that's our focus. Training up children in the mm. way that they should go. And being a model, a role model for showing them how to live it out. You know, we want you to be respectful to everybody. And then I'm gonna go outside and disrespect the neighbor that I don't like. And there's not even a reason why I don't like him. I just, we just never got along. Yeah. I didn't just show them how to get along with people. Did I? I'm telling them to, but I didn't show them. Did I? We got to be willing to show people, our kids necessarily, our kids, how to be a believer. And we can do that by being actual role models for them. Like you, Hmm. your, your son will start doing exactly what you do, Isaiah. He probably already does it, right? Some things that you do, he'll probably like try to mimic and mock. Oh yeah, he like like I do a wave at him. I'm like, bye, Malcolm. I'm leaving. He's like, okay, and he starts doing this, you know. And that's that's and you know, it's even crazier. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, he's doing what I'm doing, and I'm doing what you did. Yep. So he's doing what you're yep. doing. So it's like, you know, and like like I find myself saying. You know, this is like your, you know, your catchphrase is just like, I'm like, like when we're getting ready to go, I'm like, all right, let's rock, yeah. let's go, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> no. so, all right, let's uh, rock. <laughs> now you say it. So, you know, and and now now Tess says it. Now you know, yeah. And it's just, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 amazing. Kids will pick up your good and yes, bad habits, the good and yeah. bad habits. Like there are times where I find. You know, you know, we've spoken about this, so it's not like you know breaking news. Where it's like, you know, you you because me Nathaniel, mostly me Nathaniel, Gabriel was a baby. We did a lot of dumb things like over and over and over again. You'd be upset after a while. It's like I told you, 
to do the dishes. You know, my expectations do the dishes. And, you know, eventually, like, you know, over time, like you get upset and we'll be like, why is he getting so upset? Why is he, why is he so mad? And then, you know, when you get older and you put your, and you realize that you're the only person who's being responsible and is doing the responsibilities over time, you yeah. get upset, you know? And so there are some things that your parents will teach you. And there's some things that just life will teach you that God can orchestrate in your life. You know, the, the, the parents have accountability to God as well as the children. You know, the word says, parents, don't provoke your children to, to sin. You know, don't provoke them to anger. You know, and it also says, you know, kids, honor your parents, you know. And it, there's no, there's not, it's, it's, it's very, it's very, kids, honor your parents. And it's no if. It's you honor your parents regardless if you agree with them or not. And when I started understanding that, yeah, and whether I agree, I agreed with some of the things that, you know, like we talked to, I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to honor him. It's just, it's my job. I have to do it. I have responsibility uh, to God. Um, but, you know, par- Malcolm is going to start doing what I'm doing. Um, and I realized that my life is on display inside my house and outside my house. The only time it's not is when I have alone time with the Lord. And it's just, um, it's uh, it can be it can be draining if you are not daily um, drinking of the living water that Jesus talks about mm-hmm. to the Samaritan woman at the well. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, drink from me. You'll never be thirsty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think a lot of us as Christian men. Get tired, we get worn out, we get worn down because life starts going good and we're like, OK. I got this under control. I'm good. And then we stop leaning on the Lord. And then we realize we start getting frustrated quicker. We start getting angry quicker. Um, and then we're just like, oh, it's just part of who I am. And we lose track of the tendencies and the gentleness and the kindness, but also the authority of Jesus and his yeah. character. And daily, that's my balance every day. It'll be my balance until I die. And so and your grandkids will be watching uh, that too. And your great grandkids, if you get the oh, chance yeah. to see them. Yep. Oh yeah, hopefully, I'm hoping yeah. And you know, Tess wants to, <laughs> breaking news. Tess wants to have like five kids. You know, she wants like five or six. She's willing to pump out like. No, and what's she's, the problem? She's not pregnant. Problem. She's not pregnant. Bring the grandkids over. But she, you know. But but it's like it's like the Lord says children are yeah. a blessing, and I and I take His word for it. I'm just it's just like oh we can't. You can't. It's too much. It's too much. Too much noise. I mean, the Lord said it's a blessing, and Malcolm's taught me so much already. Because I, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if you. I mean, obviously you experienced it. But I wonder, like, I feel like a big part of the blessing is children force you to mature. It's like they put you in situations where you're getting mad at a baby, and he's like, and you're like, am I really just getting mad at a baby, or is baby's it me? Supposed to do what he's supposed to do. And then you start doing soul searching. <laughs> I'm like, I'm mad at a child because he's making too much noise. Maybe I'm impatient and I got to work on some mm-hmm. things. So it's like a mirror yeah. all the time because you can't be mad at baby. Baby does nothing wrong. So, yeah, those are some yeah, thoughts. I agree. That's why, like in churches, when babies start crying in church, you know, I'm not like, don't, don't, don't move the baby. Let the baby be. Mom, dad, do what you need to do. I'm not, you don't got to rush the baby out of the church or don't have the ushers come in and rush the baby because it's disturbing the service or disturbing somebody else. That person needs to, to to learn how to stay focused on the word of God that's preached, even if a baby's crying. 
because of word of God. Word of God. The baby needs to hear the word Listen, too. Word. <laughs> All right. To train up the child in the way they should go. When he is old, he will yeah. not depart from it. All right. Last verse we're going to talk about today, and the last, uh, um, I guess, bullet point I could I can say. Um, and let me just get the scripture ready for you guys. should be diligent in being an example. Be diligent. The word of God says, if we desire and we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness, earnestness to have the full assurance of hope to, until the end. Other versions, other versions uh, replace earnestness, er, earnestness with diligence. So, and we desire each of you to show the same diligentness to have the full assurance of hope till the end. So that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises. So the writer of Hebrews was saying, right, that um, we desire that each of you be diligent in your walk with God and have the full assurance of your walk with God until the very end, until you, you breathe your last breath or until the day of the Lord returns. So that you may not be sluggish. Don't be lazy. You got people behind you looking at you. Don't be lazy. Don't be sluggish. But imitators are those who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises. Being imitators. So a lot of the Bible talks about imitating others, right? Those that are walking in the faith. Be an example to others because you are yourself walking in the faith. Every man is called to be a role model, even if they don't believe or want that mantle. If you are a believer, you're called to be a role model. The world is going to look at you and say, okay, I wonder this guy claims to be a believer. And even though they may unconsciously do this, uh, this is how the world reacts to anything spiritual, right? They want to test so that we can prove. And although our goal is not to prove to anybody that we're believers, all right, our goal is to uh, allow our good works to give God the glory. If that our, that's our goal, then the proof will already be, the proof will pretty much be automatic. If they're looking to sh to, to, for us to prove that we're believers, if we are believers and we're behaving that way and acting like that, like that, we really don't have to prove it. Our life, is a living evidence of God's greatness, period. And if our life is a living evidence of God's greatness, we're constantly proving to those who may be doubting. We're constantly showing people our good works. But it's not because we want to elevate ourselves. It's because we want to elevate, elevate God. And if that's our goal, right, then people will look at us and want to follow our lead. That is where true biblical role modelship exists. That's where it exists. Mm. And we gotta we gotta strive and and yearn and 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 joyfully take upon that mantle upon us so that we can be role models. All right. Role models aren't just teachers mm. and fathers. It's every believer, every man that believes that Jesus Christ died on the cross, raised from the dead, and is coming back. Every man is called to let his good works. Glorify God. 
so that others would see his good work and they may glorify God as well. So that's the topic of tonight, man. Man, What are your thoughts, son? Yeah, I just want to let everybody know who's watching. Uh, Jesus was not a talker. He was a shower. There have been... There are many cases in the word where everybody's like, oh, I'm going to go tell everyone, like, you're the Messiah. Oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And and they'll tell Jesus, you're the Messiah. Like, you, like, you must be the Messiah. He's like, don't tell anyone. Go about your business and, you know, just go home. Don't tell anyone. Um, I pray to have that effect um, that where – I do something or I display continuous acts um, that are unfamiliar to people. And they're like, what, what's, what, what's your gig? You're either crazy or you're a Christian. I'm like, I'm both. <laughs> but, um, and to the point where they'll be like, wow, like you're a Christian. That's, that, that's insane. Um, and I, I just, I don't want to be someone who's just like, yeah, you know, I'm a Christian. And, you know, not that I'm afraid of the word Christian, but it's like, you know, I'm a Christian and then I go and I do everything that's contrary to that. Um, Because someone who's not familiar with a Christian will think Christianity is what I display. And they think that's what it's all about. And um, I just I just I just want to be like Jesus. And so every man who's out there who um, is concerned or afraid uh, to be a role model um, and may still be a little confused. Just, just look at Jesus's life. Um, look at what he did. Don't necessarily, obviously look at what he said. You know, we, we lean on his word. He's a living word, but it's like, look at what he did. Look how he carried himself. Look how he didn't, he wasn't the one necessarily saying, everybody come over here. Let's do this. People were drawn to him because of what he was doing. Um, and so I just, I, I just, I urge us to have or yearn and pray for, um, that kind of character um, that would warrant um, that reaction out of people. So deep, deep. Ah, son, it was good having this conversation with you. Great. Yeah. We're going to close it out here. All right. Uh, man, appreciate you, son. Love you. Uh, Love you too, yeah, man. You're, you're doing your thing. You're doing your thing. And you yourself being a role model. And it's uh, as a father, uh, I'm proud to see you walking in that. And and have and have accepted that responsibility and that mantle, and you're walking in it. So you make me proud, son. Love you. Thanks, Dad. Love All you. right, guys, we're gonna end it here. This is the Iron Man podcast with Dre and uh, Isaiah. We're gonna meet again next Tuesday at 7 p.m. We will be on time then. I promise. We're gonna get all the kings out. But this is our second full episode. Well, third episode, yep. our second full episode of the Iron Man podcast. You'll be able to see us on YouTube and Facebook if you just search the Iron Men podcast. And if you go on any yep. other major podcast thing um, sites, uh, you can search the Iron Men podcast and subscribe to us there as well because we are available on most major Spotify, including uh, um, podcasting uh, outlets, including Spotify. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, um, Apple I, uh, Podcasts, and all those other good stuff. I, I wasn't talking to you, Echo. Never mind.
Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, thank you guys so much for watching uh, and listening. And until our next podcast, have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful.